0: Hello and welcome to Let's Catch Up, um, a podcast where we talk about what everyone did on leap day. Write in, call in, let me know how you used your extra day this year. Isn't that like slightly demoralizing that you're like, oh, that was an extra day and that's what I did? Well, maybe not for you. Maybe that's just me. Um, anyway, so what's going on this week? Just reality TV news, right? Kardashians are wearing latex in public and the children are rapping on stage. Uh, Love is Blind is also rapping up, um, as is our favorite season of The Bachelor ever. Just kidding. Sorry, Peter. It's just, it's just been a rough one, hasn't it? Um, let's discuss our new Bachelorette though. Definitely want to talk about her also want to discuss the lessons learned from Lady Gaga's boyfriend ex-girlfriend love that for her um but it was a good read if you haven't read it I'll link the op-ed that she wrote the New York Times in the show description but I am going to talk about it a little bit because I thought it was very interesting and it's like such a singular experience like not everyone is like oh yeah my ex is now dating an international pop star who had one of the best Super Bowl halftime performances of all time I said it Okay, what else? Um, thoughts on Taylor Swift's The Man video. I enjoy the song, and that is why I have thoughts. I just want to go on the record. Like, I like the song a lot, but I have thoughts about the the music video. Um, oh, I talked about Lady Gaga's Boyfriend and Ex-Girlfriend, but I didn't talk about her new single. We're going to talk about that. Um... Or maybe we won't. I don't know, actually, if we're going to talk about it. But I'm just going to mention it briefly right here. And then if we talk about it later, we do. And if we don't, it's fine. Okay. Um, I do want to say I'm glad that she... I don't think we talk about it later, guys. I'm just going to go ahead and let you know. I think we talk about it right now. Um, I'm glad she took the time to be, like, an Oscar winner and wear black sheath off-the-shoulder gowns and have her hair, like, perfectly quaffed like she was in a nineteen fifties film, but it's time to get back to walk walk fashion baby. You know what I mean? Let's catch up. But not about this single apparently. The wait is finally over. Not that we were waiting that long, but we found out who our bachelorette was pretty quickly. They did it Monday morning on GMA. Um the rumors were true. There were a couple of names that they were throwing around. Tia Tasha, um, oh, I saw something about Kelsey, but I was like, no. And who it ended up being was Claire Crawley, who they keep saying her full name. And I think it's because if they just say Claire, it doesn't have, like, it doesn't immediately ring a bell. But for the people who have spent their entire teenage and adult years watching this nonsense, we immediately know who she is. For those of you who haven't, here's a breakdown. She is 20, up. that's a lie, she's 38. She was on Juan Pablo's season of The Bachelor in 2014, wherein there was some confusing and weird slut-shaming that went down, and I say weird because like everything Juan Pablo said, it was completely unclear and not due to a language barrier, but due to him being unintelligent. Then she went on Paradise twice. The editors made it look like every time she had a breakdown, she was talking to a tropical animal. I shouldn't say tropical she was just on the beach but it was like a raccoon once and then a bird maybe I don't even remember what happened in her relationships on paradise but then she came back for winter games in 2018 which bring that back by the way except without Ben Higgins or someone who's like clearly only there because he's or she is beloved but they aren't like ready to be in a relationship I can't even get into that She ended up engaged with a French-Canadian guy whose name sounds like a pastry. That did not last, obviously. He actually posted about her and was like, she'll be a great bachelorette. So that's nice. I mean, I don't think that it's odd that these people end up in these relationships and then they break up but it's not actually negative because they didn't even spend enough time with each other to actually like dislike each other by the end. It's just always ironic when you get engaged and that happens. So... Now Claire is our bachelorette, it seems very obvious to me that this was ABC's attempt at the pendulum swinging the other direction after we all screamed for months and months about the women on Peter's season being babies who don't actually want to get married, they just want Instagram fame, so presumably there will be men in their 30s who don't know how to post anything but a picture of all of their buddies from college at a wedding in 2016 with the caption, Saturday is for the boys. However, Claire has said she likes younger men, so we'll see how it goes. Um, my favorite guy who will not be on the show and I'll tell you why is a man who in his mid twenties posted a Facebook status. So I'm not convinced that he, um, is actually in his mid twenties. He apparently went through the whole casting process and then was called last minute because they said they're actually skewing the age older this season. So I'm like the timeline of all of this is very interesting to me because they're still, putting up things that say, like, casting for our next Bachelorette. So I think that they had done a lot of... This is complete speculation. This is based on nothing more than me, like, looking at a bunch of things and trying to put a puzzle together. But it seems like they had gone through a lot of their casting process and then by the end, like, either for a Hannah Brown... Or for one of these women that like they assume that we would like, but none of us like any of them. And so they're having to shed some of the younger fat and like find older guys. And so I think that's why they're still casting. But I think they start filming like within a month from now. So they that was legitimately given to me by a source the filming because they'll be in Chattanooga apparently. So Anyway, this guy posted on Facebook. He's like, I went through the whole casting process, and he never said the show explicitly. He just used, like, a rose emoji, and he was like, the producers were so genuine and kind, and I was really excited for this opportunity. Unfortunately, it's not going to work out for me, but I'll be moving to the City of Angels. So if you have any contacts, let me know. So he's 45 because he made a Facebook status and then called L.A. City of Angels. You cannot tell me any differently. I think that that's hilarious, and I can't wait for him to be on I don't know, like if they do another Tila tequila or something, like that's kind of the vibe he's giving. What happened to her? She went off the deep Nazi end. Okay, what was that? Moving on. I'm excited for like a season with older men. But um, Lauren Zemo was on Nick Viles podcast, and she made a very good point that this does mean that paradise will be like a bunch of men who are like 35 and then still these girls that are like 23 so that's gonna that's gonna be like I don't know I don't know I shouldn't say what it's gonna be like I guess until we see it right you know I'll be watching Claire's season you know I will also be watching listen to your heart when it premieres in like a month they are they are really milking shallow aren't they Okay, so last week, a woman named Lindsey Krauss wrote an op-ed for the New York Times. And the headline is, first of all, my favorite part is because it's an op-ed, it just says opinion above it. But the headline is, my ex-boyfriend's new girlfriend is Lady Gaga, which it's funny because like that kind of could be an opinion, you know, he's like, well, we never dated. <laughs> and uh, the sub headline, I don't know, it says, how do you compare yourself with one of the most famous women in the world? So she goes on to tell the story about how she found out that her ex had a new girlfriend, his ex from, like, quite a while ago. And um, she found out it was Lady Gaga. And so she, um, you know, all of her friends, like, good friends were just like, hey, have you been on the internet? It's wild out there. So she goes on to talk about it. It's interesting that she was, like, she makes this really good point that, like, all of us are associated with people in our lives who we actually do not know any longer, but um, she was like, I watch my, this is a quote, this isn't me talking about people in my life. She was like, I watch my friends' ex-boyfriends nurturing the pregnancies of the nice-looking women they married instead. Sometimes I know the names of the resulting children, kids I will almost certainly never meet, but I know whether they were princesses or pirates for Halloween anyway. I've seen their Christmas trees and sandcastles and their tablescapes on special occasions. Sometimes they go dark for a period, the dinner parties disappear, and they're single again. I keep following a passive but not unwilling audience. And she's right. I would recommend reading it, though, because she was like, I initially compared myself to Lady Gaga, and she was like, I was like, how could I compete? And then she was like, comparing yourself with her is incredibly motivational, and I recommend you to try it regardless of how you relate to who's dating her. She was like, I went out, I bought a new dress, I spent too much money on it, I got some coffee, I got my makeup done. The best part was like, when I was email praise, did I forward it to my boss? Yes. And I was like, yes, wow, I need to start doing that um she did say i haven't figured out how to start a multi-million dollar entertainment empire yet or a major advo- advocacy campaign but yes to that too um i don't know it was great obviously because she wasn't writing this piece that was like my, my, my ex boyfriend's dating lady gaga woes me she was like listen lady gaga is out here being a boss and i should be a boss too especially if we've both dated the same man um but she the the last paragraph I'll read it. I felt it like it was inspiring, maybe not. Um, she said the point is Lady Gaga is living the living the ambitious life that we keep saying women should embrace. A quote I remember reading. I don't need to quote Lady Gaga's Instagram. Skipping, skipping, skipping. Then she says, but if Lady Gaga can do what she wants and even expand on what she wants, why not me too? Why not let being, quote, exactly who I am mean trying to be the best I could be? Lady Gaga continues to challenge herself to try new things to thrive. At least that's what I gather from my phone, the place where we all converge. And I was like, yes, let us all challenge ourselves and thrive like Lady Gaga. I mean, like, did I win an Oscar for singing with Bradley Cooper? No, but... Should I just get my makeup done and get a venti coffee if I want one? Yes. Katy Perry is pregnant. I bet Katy Perry is thrilled. Um, I cannot tell you why I'm so excited, but her and Orlando Bloom were expecting their first baby together. Um, Orlando... It feels weird to just call him Orlando. You know, he's definitely a double name. Orlando Bloom has a child with his ex, Miranda. I think he's like six now, seven. I don't know for sure. Um, does anybody remember his name? Anybody? Flynn. That's right. Flynn Rider. No, not Rider. Um, from Tangled. That's too many things all at once. But their son's name is Flynn. Um, Katie announced the pregnancy via her music video for the song Never Worn White, which I'm a little confused by. Like, maybe she didn't wear white when her and Russell Brand got married, which seemed awful. Um, But it's still exciting news because it's her first baby. Um, We love a pop star pregnancy announcement. Now, what I could do without is American Idol's Instagram account commenting on every media announcement on Instagram about Katie's pregnancy, saying, Tune into American Idol, where, you know, Luke and Lionel, which. Why don't we talk about the fact that it's Lionel Richie, Luke Bryan, and Katy Perry sitting... Like, what does that group chat look like? Oh, anyway. They just kept commenting on everything, and it was like a paragraph, and I was getting really annoyed. Like, if your employer was commenting on everyone's, like, post when you said you got pregnant, wouldn't you be like, stop, unless you're giving me year-long maternity leave? Um, Like, uh, it's about a baby. It's not about a bunch of people singing around a Ford Fiesta you know, this is what happens when idol left Fox. I'm just kidding. I like, I don't care. I obviously am not watching American Idol because I'm watching the voice, but, um, it's exciting for her. Right. I watched the music video. I don't like love the song, but uh, I'll go listen to unconditionally, you know, congrats, Katie. Okay, um, my first question, remember when I was like, I enjoyed Taylor Swift's documentary. Don't worry, I'm still me. Um, why does Taylor Swift do this? So the man music video is filled with, which I also like this song, by the way, it's apparently linked to like being an Enneagram three. I don't know if that's necessarily true, but I do like the song quite a bit. You know, it's a great message. Um, But the music video is filled with quote, Easter eggs, and we just began Lent. So how convenient or not convenient. Um. Okay, so I, I guess I'll hit some high points because I really don't want to break all of it down. But I I also am like, so annoyed at the concept of Easter eggs when everything is like so obvious and literal. Okay, so she consistently does not abide by Michelle's if they go low, we go high mantra. Because if they go low, she will write a song and then use literal imagery in her music video about them. In the subway station, there was a sign that had an image of a scooter with a crossed-out symbol over it. Like, that's not an Easter egg. It's literally a sign that says, no scooters. No scooters. Also, I have questions about the Taylor, Gigi, Haley Bieber, Justin, and Scooter relationship of it all. But I guess that's for another time. But has anyone really thought about this or broken it down? Because, like, if Gigi and Haley are close and Gigi's supposedly close to Taylor... And Haley, like, obviously owes the vast majority of her, like, now husband's wealth to this man's scooter. Anyway, um, so then you have the tennis freakout scene, which I guess we're supposed to link back to everyone freaking about out about Serena Williams telling that that umpire that she's not a cheater. But I, I don't quite understand it. One, it's, like, been a while. And two, Serena Williams has already been in a music video, okay? Middle fingers up. But the best part of the video, I will say, was seeing the full transformation at the end. Oh, and her like man spreading on the train. That was funny because, you know, Um, but at the very end of the video, they show the full transformation of her putting on like the prosthetics and stuff to look like a man. And and that was um, cool. Maybe that's just me that thinks that, though. Also knowing that The Rock was involved because The Rock stays working. Okay, that's important. He really he really does. And I guess his daughter's like following his in his footsteps or whatever. She's like a is it WWE that he did. I don't know. I always get so confused about the Rock's career because it's like, yes, he did that. But he also like literally played football at Miami. So do you think him and Mark Rick stay in touch? That's that's for a very specific crowd. <laughs> here's my second question. Can someone stop Tristan Thompson on Instagram? Like mute him. And I don't mean like mute him. So I can't see his story. I mean, mute him like you mute a TV. He will not stop commenting on Chloe's Instagram. Like if you want to comment drooling emojis, why don't you not cheat on her in the club and in the hookah bar and in your house with her sister's best friend? Okay, sir. Goodbye. I hope y'all are great, and I hope you're co-parenting, and I hope that True sees her dad all the time when he's not hanging out with Kevin Love in Believe Land, but absolutely not to these comments, absolutely not to saying it's saucy under Chloe's thirst trap with all the emojis. I ask why. I also ask how, right? You have to have an ego to be like, you know what? I cheated on this woman multiple times. The entire world saw it. I watched the clips the other day, weirdly enough. I was just doing some ke- keeping up and I saw the clip I was also suggested this which is embarrassing like on explore the clips of when everyone found out about it um and then the clips also of when it happened with Jordan so there's two instances where Kimberly was giving interviews on keeping up and she found out like devastating news about her sister so he cannot keep commenting on her instagrams you oh you just have to know that like I, i'm off the deep end i can't get back Not only are you commenting on your ex's photo, you're commenting on your ex's photo with like a drooling emoji. It's not something rare that happens. It happens often whenever she posts thirst traps. You know everyone's gonna see it because like you're verified the algorithm. It's gonna bump right up to the top but you also know that we all know what you did to her and we all like I mean maybe we don't all. Chloe deserves love and I just want it for her so badly and so I get very defensive I think and I get very angry at this man don't I mean like maybe their relationship is is to the point where she's like ha ha but I just feel like it's not because she's human the clips are upsetting by the way if you want to watch like it's like really sad to watch you forget sometimes that they actually are like sisters who love each other and they were like very it was all very devastating for them too it's it's really just so sad and then I watched the video I mean like obviously because I went down a rabbit hole of the first girl I guess um and that he was like at the club with and TMZ's just like following them around that night like they're walking into the hotel they're walking into the car together and TMZ or somebody's just following them around like why are y'all walking so close whatever stop commenting on her Instagram please Okay, my last question is we as a collective, people who catch up, people who know me, people who um, prioritize Chrissy Teigen over their loved ones, we are subscribing to Quibi, right? Um, I've seen things here and there and I've also gotten sponsored ads because Instagram knows me too well about its launch and so I did some research because I was trying to figure out whether or not it was worth it to just pay for this thing to just watch Chrissy score. Um, So I'm going to take you guys through some of the shows and content if you haven't already seen them. And then by the end, hopefully you'll have decided whether or not you are going to subscribe. Spoiler, I am. So it launches um, April 6th. I believe 6th is correct. Um, Honestly, I'm not going to have a life. So like I said, Chrissy's Court. Chrissy will be the judge for people's petty cases and I cannot wait. Other things, a beauty competition with Tyra Banks, a single bite cooking show, which just reminds me of that one what was that on ABC with Anthony Bourdain and a couple other people? To- oh, they were calling Anthony Tony. Who's that other that French guy? Um, and they just put like one bite in a spoon. It's It seems like it's specifically pasta, which is weird. But it's hosted by Andy Samberg. I didn't ask questions about that. Idris Elba is doing like a stunt driving competition show. He's like competing with a stunt. I don't know. Uh, There's a show that I'm fascinated by, but also confused by where celebrities it's called thanks a million. So if you know anything about it, let me know. Celebrities start by donating $100,000, which is not a million to someone who's been influential in their life. And then that person donates 50,000 to someone that's been influential in their life. And then that person donates 25,000. And it keeps getting split up. Maybe this this description that I read like wasn't I, I don't understand the premise because if you were like, which I assume Kristen Bell will take her check to her drama teacher or whatever that she like went on Kelly Clarkson with. But if you're her drama teacher and she comes to you and she's like, you've been so influential. I'm on this show. Here's a hundred thousand dollars. You'd be like, thanks. But then if you respond, if she was like, also we're going to cut this check in half and give you two fifty dollars checks and you have to give one to someone you have had like has had an impact on your life. Like I'm sure that they will cut the check with like dramatically large scissors. And then that woman is like standing there in her drama classroom in a high school in Michigan, having to be like, who is influential in my life more than paying off my mortgage? So I don't know. J Lo, Kristen Bell, like I said, and Tracy Morgan are up first. I hope Tracy gives his check to the driver of the Walmart truck. You know he's funny enough that it would be the best moment ever. There is a flower design show called Centerpiece. Rashida Jones is producing. I'll try it. Um, Adam Rippon is doing like a pop culture news history show, but it's just for recent moments. Uh, uh, all those words together confuse me. I don't know if it's just him basically being like, this is what happened on TikTok today. Like, but I mean, I'll watch it. Uh, there is Killing Zach Efron, which as we know, almost worked. Uh, Super confused about Joe Jonas's show that he keeps posting about on Instagram called Cup of Joe because it's following the band on tour on Happiness Begins, but it's also his celebrity guests. It's eight parts. I'll probably end up watching all of them. Um, Sophie's also on the internet, the internet (laughs) on Quibi, Um, his wife. uh, Oh, congrats on their baby, too. Uh her show is not just a reality show where she walks around. She's in a drama called Survive with Corey Hawkins and they survived a plane crash. It's like in an icy tundra. Um that one has a trailer out, and I think I need to go watch it. There is so, so, so much more. The list was unbelievably long for me to filter through. Liam Hemsworth has a show. Scooter Braun is producing multiple music adjacent shows. Demi Lovato has a show called Pillow Talk, where she has unfiltered conversations with celebrities. Subscribe. There's a Laura Dern project. There's some Darren Chris. There's some Anna Kendrick. I would love to see Quibby's payroll because I do not understand. There's a show called Maplewood Murders that's produced by Laura Michael- Michaels and Seth Meyers and written by Paula Pell that I will definitely get involved in. I will not raise my expectations for there to be multiple people of color in this. If there are, I will be pleasantly surprised. If there are not, I will keep watching because it will probably make me laugh. Trevor Noah is doing an interview series. There's some sort of spinoff for how to lose a guy in 10 days, which is m- one of my favorite movies to watch on TNT on a Sunday afternoon while my dad snores in the background. There's a lot of spinoff stuff, a little unclear about all of it. I'll keep it updated on what's worth watching and what isn't, but it, it definitely seems like there's like a varsity blues spinoff. I don't know. Um, so people were like, stop making reboots, start making spinoffs. Um, Let's see, oh, there's an untitled Cara Delavine Prank show when I tell you, I have no idea what that means. Is it going to be like punked? I think they're doing a punk re- I have no idea, I have no idea. Um, so keep in mind all these shows are ten minutes or less. They're meant to be consumed on your phone and just watching little spurts whenever it is going to make us significantly less social than we already are. like can you imagine you're like just waiting on someone? at a coffee shop and your friend texts you and says like hey i'm like 15 minutes away sorry i got stuck in traffic or whatever or sorry the train's running slow you literally will pull out your phone and you will watch an episode of this instead of just like twiddling around on instagram i will watch an episode of survive waiting on one of y'all in the year of our lord 2020 i can guarantee it oof anyway 4.99 with ads 7.99 without and i'm very curious to know if any of if you pay for the one without ads if i'm sorry if you pay for the one with ads do any of the ads push it over 10 minutes just curious just want to kind of know how to budget my time if i'm waiting for someone at a coffee shop or a bar okay what we watched last week what we're watching this week obviously is the love is blind finale um this week, I won't have a chance to talk about the reunion until next week, which is annoying. Um, but, yeah. Okay, so let's discuss. I I should say, like, I'm going to try not to do too many spoilers. But, obviously, if you haven't seen it, like, I've just skipped through this. Um, because I, I don't want to, like, fully guard myself. And if you haven't watched the finale by now, like, you're going to see spoilers other places. Okay, so I just wrote down bullet points because I really want to, like fully remember things i didn't write down like thoughts. Okay, so i just wrote down bullet points, so i'm just going to go off of them. First thing i wrote down, Kelly's sister, an inspiration, a good sister. We all deserve a sister or a best friend or a sibling whatever who is Kelly's sister, okay? First of all, she was so like loving and kind when her when they were like discussing before the wedding and then when spoiler Kelly walked away from the altar. You know who had her back, both literally and metaphorically? Her sister. Her sister was right there with her. And I just, a champion. Now, let me tell you who's, who, who of Kelly's family members was not, not convinced that this was going down. Her mother, who wore pants to the ceremony. What a vibe. She said, "Mm -mm, I'm not buying a gown for this. When y'all have a real wedding in a year or two, then I'll do it. And then... You know, all hell broke loose, I guess. Kenny gave that sweet little speech. Kelly's mom literally turned around and said, I love this guy. <laughs> she was killing me. Um. Oh, another thing. There were multiple preachers. So I wanted to know, did they get to pick from like an allotted crew? Did you know, like, was it someone you could like have a relationship with? Because it kind of seemed like the one Lauren had, she kind of knew, which that was so funny. Um, when she said damn and then she was like I'm sorry (laughs) Uh, what else Mark's mother 100% did not think Jessica was going to show up and I don't know how much of that was editing but that timing was like very clear that her his mom was just like can we hurry this up so I can go grab a slice of cake that girl's not showing up and then she did show up in that ugly dress with no one to walk her down the aisle which was very sad but I don't think that her parents came from Chicago or whatever Cause I think they knew and then she left by herself in her wedding dress with just like a beach tote and the fuzzy coat it was actually very sad I'm also convinced that her bridesmaids were hired you can't tell me differently they were not the same people that were at her bachelorette and one of them said when she walked away that's so embarrassing for her I don't think that's what a real friend says <laughs> and if it is get yourself new friends um Okay. Oh, also, uh, Giannina obviously had some dumb cliche to say when she like ripped up her dress and gave it back to him. I was like, no, 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 no. Get me out of here. I don't like it. She was like, like a phoenix. I'll rise from the ashes. And I was like, what? Like, is that a music cue or something? Also, let's talk about the music editor for this show. A cruel human. I mean, just like one minute, we're like bebopping along the hills, music, background music, you know, you're driving down a mountain range in California, and the next, it's like um, how to get away with murder, walking through a forest in the dark. It, it's all over the place. It's so confusing. I can't handle it. Um, and my last thought is, Kenny was handling it all very well on camera until he was like, stop recording me. And I feel like he definitely went to the gun range after this. Reunion, March 5th. I guess it'll already have happened. So I don't know why I'm saying the date, but I'm very excited to see, you know, some of our faves, Lauren and Cameron still together um, and chatting and to also hear about like Jessica and Mark. That'll be interesting because, you know, people, the thing is like, I don't want Nick Lachey and Vanessa Lachey to host this because I just don't feel like they're going to give us like the hard hitting questions for someone like Jessica that we want. But I guess I shouldn't be that mean. I mean, she did get engaged on on tv and then walk away i guess hard-hitting questions aren't fair apparently she's not even doing that much press because she's gotten so much hate online which I do feel bad about like i'm not trying to like online bully her also completely separate online bullying conversation the one that happened at women tell all wow listen that's a private conversation i'm not talking about that on this podcast because you know it's a good thing we should all discuss how we shouldn't be harassing people online but We also shouldn't be encouraged to harass people on camera, ABC, okay? Okay, second thing we're watching this week, after you fully finish Love is Blind, you finish the finale, and you finish the reunion that I will not get to talk about before this podcast comes out, you have to watch this video. It's on Instagram. Thank God for this video. This video video of a car with Celine Dion in it, stopping, and this woman singing Celine's song to her. Oh. People who that win the Voice, which I've gotten back into recently, I don't know if it's the Jonas effect, unsure. Don't even show up and sing Kelly Clarkson because you don't want to risk it, right? Like for those of you who watched it when it just came out, you don't show up and you sing Christine Aguilera. And for those of you who watched it in that middle period, that was kind of weird. You don't show up and sing Shakira or CeeLo or Usher. So uh, no, no one's like forcing you to do that, but but just. They aren't even facing you, right? Like, you wouldn't even be looking at Christina Aguilera while you sing it. And this woman stopped a car, so not even, like, a setup where you would normally sing a song to her. She stopped a car, and Celine Dion was very nice, and she was like, hold on, hold on. And the girl started singing to her. I I don't remember what song it was. I should have written it down. But she starts singing Celine back to her, and then Celine Dion fist pumps her, which is fantastic. Um, I said fist pumps, which would be very Jersey Shore. Celine fist bumped her. <laughs> which was very like coronavirus plus like you did an okay job plus I'm hanging out of a car window like it was like it all added up to just her being like cheers mate that's not Canadian I guess cheers eh um I will put the link in the show notes obviously because Celine's reaction is why she's as famous as she is you know what I mean like she is you don't just stop Celine peanut butter jelly Dion in these streets and sing her song to her but she is so kind about it. Um I have no idea why a cameraman is there. Just going to put that out there. You can see him in the reflection of the car. I don't know. Just an FYI, the girl who was singing to her, I went to her Instagram obviously. And the bio and the bio says singer, comma, musician, which I expected and do not judge. Like clearly she's a vocalist. And then it said certified life coach and I 100% um and being serious when I say I don't know what that means it's not a therapist correct is that a degree do you get it near far wherever you are sorry I had to we couldn't just talk about Celine and not not say he'll be good for it am I kicking myself for not making a I drove all night joke with the Celine Dion video yes I am thank you for making it this far nonetheless we've made it to the end thanks for catching up um next week I guess we'll start our wall-to-wall election coverage <laughs> just kidding I like could not emotionally handle that um I mean what else is going on oh Megan and Harry what's what's up with that I have a lot of what's up with that that's an L- SNL deep cut for you guys i have a lot of questions about like how long their security was paid for are they going to be okay without like like canadian paid for security canadian funded would have been the mature way to say that Um, do they need to start paying for their own? Is this why Meghan's doing Disney voiceovers? Y'all, what are they gonna do to make money? Because I just feel like it's very like Prince Harry's gonna start speaking for Goldman Sachs and are people gonna start attacking him the way they attacked Hillary? I'm genuinely asking that question. I'm not even trying to be smart. I'm genuinely asking. charges $200,000 to speak for Goldman Sachs. Like, what professional experience does he have? I... Oh, man. Okay. That's a whole other topic for a whole other day. Thanks for catching up. I'm so glad that Lady Gaga is back in our collective conscience. You know? It's important for pop culture. It really is. Um, we will definitely talk about the Love is Blind reunion next week. And I guess the batch finale apparently spoilers are already out there I refuse to read them I made it this far this is the first season I've ever wanted to read spoilers and I've made it this far so I refuse to read them but I guess we'll just have to some of us will just wait and see what Peter and his scar decide to do anyway thanks for catching up until next week